0: Warning, the following podcast contains excessive profanity. Sorry, just seeing that George Pell will be eligible for parole in 2022? Correction, the following podcast contains insufficient levels of profanity.
1: This week's episode of The Scathing Atheist is brought to you by Wix, Zip Recruiter, Stamps.com, and by Boeing's newest aircraft, the 737.1, now with less careening into the ground at 600 miles per hour. Boeing. On second thought, we shouldn't have named our airplane company after an onomatopoeia for bouncing. And now, the scathing atheist. This is Michael from Denver, Colorado.
2: I grew up attending churches and private schools that promoted young earth creationism, and I had that education supplemented at home with further content from the likes of Amish Wolverine, Not a Doctor Ravi Zacharias, and Dwayne the Galloper Gish. However, I also was at the Godawful Movies live show in Denver, and what I witnessed there Added to the enormous pile of evidence that compels me to say that, as a survivor of creationist indoctrination, I assure you we did, in fact, evolve from filthy monkey men and women. Go to the live shows! It's March 14th,
1: and it's Pi Day!
2: Yep, and the rational time to start celebrating is about 3 hours, 49 minutes, and 20.5 seconds after midnight. So too late.
1: I have no illusions. <laughs> I'm disappointed we didn't mean dessert and Eli Bosnick. I'm um, Heath Enright, and from Artie Langs, New Jersey, <laughs> Cincinnati Swing State, and Good Husband Georgia, this is the Scathing Atheist. this week's episode, Jenny McCarthy will refuse to accept the existence of Denmark. (laughs) That pie joke was amazing
2: for one nerd.
3: And George Bell will spend less time in prison than we've spent doing this fucking
2: show. But first, the diatribe.
3: Of all the bedtime parables about children being devoured by carnivores, I guess The Boy Who Cried Wolf is my favorite, but that story only really works if it's the same kid on wolf duty all week, right? Like, it's a much more fucked up story if little Andy goes out one night and yells wolf just to fuck with everybody, then little Bobby goes out and does it again the next night, then Chucky does it the next night, and then Davey goes out the next night and sees a real wolf, right? And and that parable, the... The one too gruesome and fatalistic for anyone to bother writing turns out to be the appropriate one for our present circumstance, and the parts of Andy, Bobby, and Chucky will be played by William Miller, Hal Lindsey, and Harold Camping, and the part of Davey will be played by the overwhelming majority of climate scientists. See, scientists by their very nature are understated. Colloquially, people talk in certainties, but scientists talk in error bars. It's a hallmark of scientific communication to never overstate the evidence almost to a fault, right? Like even when their level of confidence is functionally indistinguishable from certainty, they'll still call it sigma something. That's why you got atheists walking around talking about being 6.998s on the Dawkins scale. Scientifically minded people avoid absolute declarations. So when these motherfuckers start screaming, holy shit, we're all going to die, we should damn well sit up and listen. But we're not. And a lot of the reason that we're not is that while scientists were careful not to ever exaggerate their findings and couch their declarations in appropriate academic humility, Andy, Bobby, and Chucky were scouring their thesauruses for the most bombastic adjectives English had to offer over every stupid fucking thing that annoyed them. Women voting, interracial marriage, television, video games, the Teletubbies, whatever it was it earned the most flamboyant and unrestrained rhetoric it would be a harbinger of doom it would be the death of humanity it would be the end of the world and not just any old end but one with zombies and blood to the horses bridles and dogs and cats living together and shit even their end of the world had to be ornamented with comically inflated imagery and so when Poindexter starts using the barest hint of that language to describe a real apocalypse scenario we the information consuming public have heard way worse we've lived through way worse we've lived through ends of the world that we're supposed to have dragons and scorpion horse locusts how worried can we really be about an apocalypse that's just wet now some people push back on my effort to exonerate science here but a lot of that's because they didn't really interact with scientists so much as science journalists And while some of them are really good, a lot of them exist solely to pluck out all those carefully worded caveats and present the most bone-chilling and or miraculous-sounding version of events they can get away with. The scientists say, hey, these invasive bees are moving northward. And the journalists say, these killer bees are coming for your children. So maybe you start thinking back over the apocalypse as you've survived and you say, hey, wait a minute, wasn't it the scientists that got us all freaked out over Y2K? But even there, their names are unsullied. What the scientists said was, hey, we fucked up all all these computers, and if we don't fix them, they're going to think it's 1900, and they were right, so we fixed them, mostly. But then that warning got filtered through chicken little journalism, religious fervor, and the conspiratorial thinking that basically defined the '90s. And suddenly, it becomes an end of the world, Jesus is coming type moment that passes like the Great Disappointment. But this time, with the climate change shit, it's for real. Davy's always been our most trustworthy wolf scout, and he's screaming wolf at the top of his lungs. But we're not listening. We can't even hear him because somebody screaming wolf has just become background noise in our modern society. We've grown numb to the. Most terrifying possible thing to grow numb to. And to a certain extent, I can almost forgive the doom criers that got this ball rolling back in the days when the greatest feat of human ingenuity was a really tall pile of bricks. If the world was going to end back then, it wasn't going to be because anything we were doing and there was nothing we were going to do that would have stopped it. Back then, making shit up about the end of the world didn't have the same downside. Of course, as any millerite wishing they still had a farm on October 23rd of 1844 could tell you, there was still a downside. Right. But it was just it was the kind of downside that could only punish those idiots that listen to William Miller. And and when the boy who cried wolf is the only one that's getting eaten, the story is a little easier to take. But in the modern day, and let's start that modern day clock ticking with a flash of light in Alamogordo, false apocalypse alarms take on a whole new level of insidious because we actually can end the world now both through our actions and through our inaction and when the smart people have always gone to great lengths not to overstate their findings start talking about tens of millions of people dying and societal upheaval across the globe they shouldn't be competing for time with people warning about the danger of gay pride parades and lustful song lyrics and they damn sure shouldn't be reduced to using the same language but that's the universe we live in a universe where the average person is ignoring the doctor that tells them they have cancer because the homeopaths that said that before were wrong. And if anything can bring about the end of the fucking world, I feel like that's going to do the trick.
2: They're talking about your Jesus.
0: I interrupt this
3: broadcast bring you a special
0: news bulletin.
3: Joining me for headlines tonight are the aisle and window to my middle Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick. Fellas, <laughs> are you
2: ready to fly? Oh, oh, I call aisle. I call aisle. What? what? No, absolutely not. I'm three feet taller than you. Not on the podcasts. On the podcast. Uh, Yes. Uh In all mediums, I am way taller than you. He's the tall one. All right. Well, while we reflect on how surprised we are, that
3: didn't lead to a distasteful Ethiopia joke. We're going to pause for a quick word from our first sponsor this week,
2: Wix.
1: Um, Hello. Hi, uh,
2: Alex. It's Heath. Uh, Who? Heath Enright. I paid you several thousand dollars to design a website for me.
1: Uh, sorry. Doesn't ring a bell. Uh, we, we spoke
2: yesterday. Y- you called me every day, four times a day until I paid you the deposit and I've heard nothing from you since then. Uh still no. Sorry. Okay. Well, I really need a website for this later cheese thing. We got to get it going.
1: Oh, uh, so you tried Wix.com? No. Um,
2: I hired you. Remember we, we just talked about this. Okay, but now I'm curious,
1: what's Wix.com? Oh, it's it's like the best place to create the website you want. Like you can choose from 500 templates, you can start from scratch with their easy to use tools. It's it's really right, great. Right.
2: No, right, but I hired you. I paid you. Who
1: who is this again? Heath. It's Heath and Wright. No, this is Alex. Okay. With Wix.com, though, you get, like, built-in SEO tools, unlimited storage, custom domain, and, like, like email marketing tools. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, that all sounds great. I, I honestly wish I used Wix.com now. Oh, well, you can still. get started right now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast. And you get 10% off.
2: Wix.com slash podcast. Got it. Now, have you done anything for my website? Like, anything at all? Sorry, who's this? I will stab you. Oh, hey, Noah. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) And now back to the
3: headlines. In our lead story tonight, a massive new study that tracks 650,000 children over more than a decade has once more definitively proven that vaccines do not cause you to turn into a giant green rage monster when you're angry. Which is, (laughs) at this point, exactly as necessary as yet another study proving they don't cause autism. But we have one and it involves an entire small country's worth of test subjects. And it found zero correlation between vaccines and autism, and nobody's goddamn mind was changed on the subject.
2: (laughs) Some guy just stabbing himself with vaccines all over his arm, just yelling at a mirror, trying to get mad like the Hulk, trying to get himself (laughs) all worked up. He reads a study like, fuck, really? Okay. Well, this is just...
1: Gangrene, then. This
2: is, <laughs> this is no good. Yeah, see a real doctor.
1: At what point do we gather all the doctors around and explain that it was never about the trueness of things? I feel right. like someone needs to. Yeah, break I don't it want to them. break it to them, but
3: I think we might have to. So, yeah. So, this study was published in Annals of Internal Medicine, which regular listeners will remember for their increasingly threatening rejection letters about Eli's proposed chronic Lyme disease study. Researchers from the Staten Serum (laughs) Institute in Copenhagen looked at every birth in Denmark between 1999 and 2010 and found, quote, no increased risk of developing autism after getting the MMR vaccine, end quote. And while they didn't bother to mention it, I'm going to add that they did find a decrease in the risk of developing
2: M, M, and R. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, plan is working. No more mumps in Denmark. <laughs> and now we wait. Yeah. The what, what the is sure is- rolling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. But so, okay. The study though, did more than just a top line analysis. And that kind of matters because there are sort of two tracks in the anti-vax movement, right? So there's the, all the way insane track where no new data ever gets factored in against the but I done heard, though, that initiated the conclusion. But the other track is the incredible shrinking conspiracy theory track that does take in new data, but only so that they know where they need to plant the goalposts now. Right. Right. And on this second track, we move from the, you know, it's the face, the Marisol thing to, okay, it's something else to, okay, it's not that vaccines are bad. It's just that we're giving too many of them to kids to the, okay, but vaccines cause autism and at risk kids argument. And this gargantuan study forces them to dig those goalposts up and move them yet again, because once more for the people in the back, no, the fuck they don't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, fuck. You start digging, um. It causes autism in at-risk children but in small groups only. <laughs> yes. Classic scam by big data. So it must be small amounts.
1: Okay, kids. I got a new one. How about we say it doesn't cure autism. I'm a baby murderer. Yep. <laughs> yep. And in there's a Methodist to my madness news tonight. The United Methodist Church, the second largest Protestant denomination in the United States, got together last month to officially rule that they are, in fact, their religion.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sticking with that plan of only having to look sane compared to Pentecostals. Been working for them since 1736. Why change it up now?
2: Yeah. So catch this snake. All right. (laughs) We don't do that. Look how reasonable I am.
1: No, I will not. So the uh, this is in light of the newly proposed LGBTQ friendly one church plan, which did not pass out of the UMC's General Conference Legislative Committee. And instead, the aptly named traditional plan was implemented instead. Lovely. Yeah. Just doing some abolition of civil rights like the president thanked
2: us for <laughs> just right, doing exactly. our
1: jobs. Yeah. So the traditional plan says that, quote, the practice of homosexuality is incompatible with Christian teaching, end quote, and that, quote, self-avowed practicing homosexuals, end quote, cannot be ordained as ministers, appointed to serve or be married in the church. And on top of all that, churches and clergy members will be required to denounce same-sex marriage and all non-celibate LGBT clergy by 2021 Or they'll be kicked out of the UMC officially. Is a deadline? (laughs) Yes. Say you're not human. Do it right now. We're going to count to
2: three. One, two, (laughs) three. Okay, we're going to count to 57 million. One, (laughs) two.
3: I love the self-avowed practicing homosexual, right? Like if you're just in denial, but you can fuck all the dudes you want. No, no. I was avowed by a different guy and also (laughs) by the way for the record to all the faithiest bullshit artists that try to pretend that there's a progressive wing of christianity let's be super clear that just not being vocally bigoted still isn't economically viable for christianity
1: yep they are they are still the bad guys and look i'm sympathetic to the methodists who feel that this has come out of left field but at the same time It is actually important to acknowledge that these gay, loving, accepting, non-bigoted Methodists are wrong about their religion. They are homework. The Bible is super duper clear on how it feels about gay people. This is not a deviation from God's word. It's an adherence to it. And look, you just don't get to be hurt when your tax-free wrong answer provider is occasionally <laughs> honest about why they exist in the first place. Right.
2: And in CO2 legit news, after two years of presidential work that apparently did not involve any sciencey stuff, Donald Trump finally decided to get himself an official science advisor. You know, just in case the leader of the country does end up crossing paths with this esoteric field called physical reality yeah. so that's exciting um that being said it's 2019 so i will be ruining the good news momentarily but yes, for now let's just be happy for a second the president <laughs> is letting a reality expert speak with him at least once in a while
1: Uh, I mean, only through the Puppet Pals, but still.
3: (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Something tells me you could permanently surround him with Data's holodeck poker buddies and it wouldn't make a difference.
2: (laughs) All right, well, time to ruin it. Yeah. The new director of the White House Office of Science and Technology is Kelvin Drogmeier. And if that's your name, as we all know, you have two choices in life. You can become an evil scientist who works in a Nazi supervillain's lair. (laughs) Or you can become the science advisor to Donald Trump at the White House. Mm -hmm. Uh, So really, one option. (laughs) And he took it. But when this first got announced, it seemed like a weirdly reasonable move by the president as Mr. Drogmeyer is a well-respected meteorologist. Uh, At least he was until recently. But after an interview with Vice News last week... We all learned that Drogmeier is a sycophantic coward who will not be correcting the president about the reality of climate change, even though he's a meteorologist.
1: Oh, look, Donald Trump's presidency has destroyed my faith in government and democracy. But if you destroy my faith in meteorologists, I've got nothing left, Ethan, <laughs> right? I've got nothing left. <sighs>
2: yeah, so according to Drogmeier, he doesn't feel like it's his place to set the president straight about the enormous amount of anti-scientific false information that's being spread by the White House, even um, though that's literally his place. I just yeah, described no. the job. <laughs> that's, that's the zip recruiter, like God. a tag on it, yeah. And uh, it got even worse when Drogmeier took a question about the cause of climate change. Here's an actual sentence from the country's top science advisor, who again is allegedly a meteorologist. Quote, If you say humans are the cause of climate change, that's incorrect. Uh, Is it? He continues. (laughs) Because climate change is due to humans and natural variability, end quote. For fuck's sake. Yeah, it's humans plus... The existence of probability (laughs) matrices in the universe.
1: Look, I stabbed him 50 times, but it was traffic on the way to the hospital that killed (laughs) him. right, right. Well, it's not
3: (laughs) round so much as an oblate sphere. Look, for fuck's sake, we are three inches away from reporters forcing White House spokespeople to prove they're not crossing their fingers when they speak.
1: Hands (laughs) up. Come on. no, no.
3: No. (laughs) Well, that microphone that we dressed up as Melania Trump is indistinguishable from the real Melania Trump. So let's check in on the White House to see how things are going. Beer,
4: beer. Oh, I'm so sorry for shaking your hand so hard, Mr. President. Please have mercy on me and Canada. Never. beer, beer,
3: beer, 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 uh, beer I'm sorry, beer. Mr. Trump, uh, your, your science <sighs> advisor
4: is here. Ah, yeah, Cookie Kevin. Get him in here. Uh,
2: hello. Good afternoon, Mr. President.
4: Tyler, Tyler, you gotta see this guy. He's got a bum
2: knee that always knows when it's gonna rain. It's fantastic. Um, nope, nope. Uh, if you'll remember, Mr. President, I told you I'm a meteorologist. Meteorologist. So... I use a complex. set
1: A of, meteorologist,
4: the of, exactly. Wow, okay. I am impressed. So, what's up, big nope. guy? What's going on, Cookie Kevin? You here to tell me pack an umbrella? No, nope. because nope. this nope. guy.
2: Oh no! Uh, I was hoping to speak to you about the notes in your budget for the uh, board. We, we boom! We talking, fired. This, uh, writing okay. a mean tweet about you. Uh, uh, writing uh, a mean it, tweet. It's
4: the Puppet Pals.
2: ALS. Right.
4: Right. The Puppet Pals. I haven't seen them since Fat Steve hung himself. I want to see the Puppet Pals. Hey, I'm
3: Poopsie.
4: I'm Poopsie. Yay, Poopsie, my most trusted advisor. <sighs> Listen, Poopsie, get in here. I got to talk to you. I sold America for a real estate deal in Russia, and they are just 100% going to catch me.
3: Uh, Mr. President, what what do we say about telling secrets to Poopsie? I can
4: trust Poopsie, Tyler. You wearing a wire, Poopsie? You gonna rat on me, Poopsie? Uh, you no, Mr.
2: President, I would never rat on you. Actually, I was hoping I could talk to you All about... All right, listen up, the
4: Poopsie. Koch J- Brothers have been funding white uh, supremacists you know. for years, and the shit is just hitting the fan. I mean, Russia's had Nazis in their pockets for years, so between the two sides, they make up, like, my entire online base.
2: Oh, uh, okay. So... About climate change... Um,
4: I I gotta tell you, a lot of them are cops. I mean, a lot Mm. of them are cops. Like, Comey was telling the FBI that the KKK had successfully infiltrated the police force since fucking 2006, and people are just finding out. I mean, it's not even hard to look for. That shit comes up on Google, Poopsie.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, but see... Carbon
4: there is just it, it, car- massive a, data dumps that have been element. published with, like, thousands of police officers explicitly helping white supremacists. I mean, for God's yeah. sakes, they texted, they'd mm. keep an eye out for them in Portland. Like, it's just, it's all right um, there in Black right, and Right, yeah.
2: But, okay, so when carbon goes into the atmosphere... And don't
4: get me started get, on no, the colleges, please. okay? So-called conservative think, think tanks listening. are having their donors listed. I mean, they, they've kept literal Nazis... On their board for years. Convicted Mm -hmm. pedophiles serving as my go-between with Saudi Arabia. I mean, people are looking at Epstein, who during his trial might as well have labeled half the girls as Donald's back when he was convicted, let alone now, where he might uh, get a show. Oh, okay,
2: Mr. President, uh, I gotta go now. Okay,
4: you get out of here, Poopsie. Thanks for letting me let S out to you. It means a lot.
2: Uh, so, Steve hung himself? Yep. Uh, where?
3: The third door on on the left. Don't forget to knock. uh, Might be a line.
2: Yeah, got it. I will knock.
3: And speaking of having trouble finding good help, let's take a quick break from our second sponsor this week, ZipRecruiter. No, we'll be paying in money. Well, well, you can use the money to buy lotion. Okay, thanks anyway. Hey, hey, uh, Noah, what you doing there? Oh, I, I posted my job listing on one of those job websites, and I just all I've gotten is scam calls and applications from the wrong candidate. I mean, look wow. at this email. Please to give me job, reply with bank account number, and
2: I start Monday. Yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. Uh, so why don't you use ZipRecruiter? What's ZipRecruiter? Oh, it's the smarter way to hire. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't even stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. So I won't get people like this guy? Uh, I can't work anywhere that has carpets or floors. Hope that's okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, actually, ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. What? I- I've had this posting up forever. Yeah, I can tell. Um, Lots of Harambe references in there. Yeah, remember? I do, I do. It's funny. Well, right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash scathing. That's ziprecruiter.com slash scathing. S-C-A-T-H-I-N-G. ZipRecruiter.com slash scathing, huh? Mm -hmm.
3: All right. I'll give it a try. Oh, great. Another scam. Look at it. Please bank account number and mother's maiden name for
2: job, please. No, no, no. That's going to be Eli.
3: Oh, right.
2: Yeah. Eli, no.
1: But it's for the Prince of Nigeria.
2: Nope. No, it is not.
1: And we're back.
3: Next up in headlines from the SCOTUS it nearly killed us file. The Supreme Court pushed the snooze button on American theocracy last week when they decided not to hear a case out of Morris County, New Jersey, where local churches were challenging the state's decision not to allow them to renovate their churches with the bricks that they'd chiseled away from the wall of separation.
1: Look, I get it. Everyone's a little short around tax time. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I forgot. Right. <laughs> All right. So here's the case in a nutshell city
3: decides to make some funds available for historical preservation uh, to government buildings, historical sites, and churches. And they justified handing over taxpayer dollars to churches by saying they could only use the money for non-religious parts of the churches. Nope. But, yeah, nope. then somebody with multiple brain cells looked <laughs> at this, realized that money is fungible and all parts of churches are religious, <laughs> so they sued.
2: Come on, we're building a solid gold atheism room. It's for you. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys can go in there and just right. do nothing. But you specifically, the,
3: it was the <laughs> FFRF suing on behalf of local atheist David Stekety. Uh So they lose. They went on appeal. And then the bad guys appeal again. But that fizzled out last week when the SCOTUS declined the case and left the lower course ruling in place.
2: All right. We're going to keep the First Amendment. But uh, – passively right we're not saying we like
1: it we're gonna leave it for now it's the year 2019 and the best news we've had from the supreme court all year is the constitution stays for now yeah <laughs> well right right so yeah in the atheist blogosphere this is
3: largely being portrayed as a victory which is uh, understandable they, they sold dunkirk as a victory too and that's what we've got here
2: a movie a movie uh, is that what you said a movie Okay, what would you say you do here? Yeah, this, this is not, a,
3: we don't have that kind I might have to beep it out anyway because, yes, Sadly the SCOTUS <laughs> turned this case down, <laughs> but Alito Gorsuch and Canna Beer issued a statement that basically said, yeah, this one is ever so slightly too illegal for even us to justify. Bring us a slightly better one. And a right. shrubbery. Yeah, yeah, Well, no, but their statement read in part, quote, at some point, this court will need to decide whether governments that distribute historic preservation funds may deny funds to religious organizations simply because they are religious. And I'm going to end the quote right there just to call bullshit on the wording. We convict murderers simply because they're murderers. <laughs> right. Adding simply because here is a transparent effort to conjure victimhood out of the very nature of adjectives.
2: Are we really okay with verbing nouns because of their nouniness? Yes. That's how fucking words work. Yes, exactly. What are you talking about? That's the whole fucking thing. (laughs) And next up in headlines, in Singles Ward and the Beaver News, thanks to a new bill called SB 43 that just passed through both houses of the Utah State Legislature, it might finally become legal for unmarried people to have sexual intercourse in Utah. What? What? We're just waiting for a signature from the governor. Seriously. Actually, uh, hold on. I feel like I kind of buried the lead. Let me start over. I feel like Um, you did too. Next up in headlines, sex is currently today illegal for single people in the state of Utah. Right? (laughs) Now, that's a fact. And until this becomes official, I'm going to continue following the law like a good citizen. And that's the only reason I've never had any sex in Utah.
1: Or anywhere else. Keith's in a protest dry spell, everybody. On behalf of Utah. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's
3: that's so fucked up. Like, if we were recording in Utah, it would have been illegal for you to bury the lead. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, And I gotta say, I'm sorry, Heath, I didn't know this at the time. If I had known all of this information, I would have at least offered you a pity fuck at the Mormon mall.
2: Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, now you know. They had a jump, but (laughs) you know. (laughs) I like that. That's locked in. So, according to their... Again, existing law today, it's a Class B misdemeanor for any unmarried person to, quote, voluntarily engage in sexual intercourse with another. And the penalty for breaking this law is up to six months in jail and a $1,000 fine. Jesus. So uh, I have some questions. First of all, how exactly do you think they were enforcing this? Right. I'm I'm hoping they
1: have like a a sting set up, right? Like undercover cops like, ha, you just had sex with me. That'll be (laughs) (laughs) $1,000. Also,
2: it sounds like it's perfectly legal for a married person to have sex with anyone they want. It's only the unmarried person who would be guilty of a crime. Right. But it turns out they already had that covered in Utah by also having a criminal penalty for adultery. And SB 43 would actually get rid of that adultery law, too, along with a law against sodomy. That being said, I'm still curious about their wording. If a single person can't have sex with another, it's what it says there, are they allowed to fuck a married person? It's, it's a weird system they have going.
1: Right. You want me to go to jail? Exactly. Let me fuck
3: your wife. All right? Is there- this is, <laughs> well, if that's going to work in any state, yeah. Uh,
2: fair. <laughs> yeah. Right, but. Most importantly, Utah, do you guys really need the word voluntarily in there? Right. As in, it's illegal to voluntarily have sex outside of marriage? Like, no, I mean, I definitely agree that wording is better compared to without that word. But I'd like to think you just, you know, not have laws that make a sexual assault victim into a criminal. Yeah. So hopefully that's where it lands after the governor signs off in 2019 (laughs) to get rid of laws against adultery, sodomy, and all single people fucking (laughs) that Utah has right now in March of 2019.
3: And speaking of states so misogynistic, they feel the probably justified need to word their laws in such a way as to make it clear that you won't get arrested for being raped. We'll take a quick break and hand things over to my lovely wife, Lucinda. But first, a word from our final sponsor this week, Stamps.com. Hi, welcome to Typical Sipping Store. How may I service you today?
2: Yeah, uh, just quick thing. You know that old guy right there is looking at adult websites on your rent-a-computer, right?
3: Yes, I do.
2: Cool, cool. Well, I'm looking to ship this box, so if you could help me out with that. Right, yeah,
3: let's just put this on this scale here and measure the...
2: Yeah, well, just looking for a simple way to ship things.
3: Oh, so you tried stamps.com, huh?
2: What's Stamps.com?
3: Oh, it's the best way to sip stuff. Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your
2: computer. Wait, so you're saying I can skip the post office? Even though the post office is a perfectly lovely place and I have nothing bad to say about it, but you're saying I can skip it? You sure can. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class
3: stamp and up to 40% off priority mail.
2: Wow, that's a... Pretty huge discount.
3: It sure is. And right now, Scathing Atheist listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitments. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in scathing. That's stamps.com. Enter scathing.
2: Stamps.com. Enter scathing, huh? Okay. Well, I'm going to go. And I guess good luck with your... Adult website guy over there. That's my dad. Okay. He's always here. That tracks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> a man wrote the Bible. A horse is what you If it's a legitimate rape. you a, a slut, slut, right? Cooking can be fine Hey, I'm proud of a
1: man. This week in misogyny.
0: Okay, I've only been gone for a week. But to look at my inbox, you'd think I'd been gone for a year. So sit back and settle in. I've got a worldwide tour of misogyny for you this week, and each stop along the way will be in a shittier part of the world than the last one. So we're going to start in Brazil. Yes, the first and therefore least shitty place we're going to talk about is the country they named Getting All Your Pubes Ripped Out After. Now, in the Brazilian government, apparently there's a position called Minister of Human Rights, Family, and Women. And right there, you can see the spark of a problem, right? Our ministry is about rights for humans and women, but it gets worse because the person in that position is Christian preacher of Alvarez, who came out against equal rights this week by claiming it would lead to more domestic violence. She explained, quote, if they think boys and girls are equal, as was preached in the past by some ideologies, boys will think since girls are equal, they can handle being hit, end quote. Now, there's way too much wrong with that for me to sweep up all of it. But holy shit, lady, maybe stop your Tasmanian devil hell spawn from hitting children regardless of their gender. Also, not sure if you've noticed, but the inequality status quo has led your country to the fifth highest rate of femicide in the world. So I feel like any direction but still has a solid chance of being in the right direction. Anyway, we'll move south from there to our second story, which comes to us from Argentina. And before any of our Argentinian listeners say, hey, how are we worse than Brazil? Let me point out that this story is about an 11-year-old rape victim that was forced to give birth in that Patagonian shithole. Because in that country, women need permission from the government to get abortions. And so do little girls, apparently. And at least on occasion, their requests are ignored. So anyway, fast forward 23 weeks and two suicide attempts later, and you get to last Tuesday when the fetus was removed through cesarean section on its way to almost certainly dying anyway, because in Argentina, underage rape sometimes goes two directions. But our tour just keeps getting shittier as we cross the Atlantic and wind up in Iran, where we get the story of Nazrin Sotoda, whose name I'm probably butchering, so apologies to her for that, Nasrin is a lawyer in Iran who has dedicated her life to defending women prosecuted for removing their hijabs in public. Unfortunately for her, the Iranian government has dedicated her life to something else entirely, and they get final say in the matter. So we learned this week that Nasrin, who has long been a thorn in the side of Iranian theology, will spend the next 38 years of her life in prison. And just in case those six times as long as George Pell gets for face-raping children wasn't enough to teach her the lesson, they also included 148 lashes, because they're just daring me to use the word barbaric here. But we have one geographical station yet to hit on our tour, and if you're wondering how I'm going to find a place even worse than Iran to close on, it's only because you've never been to Alabama. That's right, the Iran of America is back in the misogyny news today, or I guess, Still in the misogyny news, not like it ever left, but this time they've outdone themselves. What could rise to the level of insanely misogynistic, even by the standards of Alabama? Why, how about granting an aborted fetus the right to sue the abortion clinic that killed it? Do you think I'm kidding? Or is that really just hope disguised as certainty? Because yes, this is fucking real. Eli's Irish abortion clinic lady has just graduated to legal strategy. And we're not talking about some silly shit that somebody filed and is awaiting a smackdown by the first actual legal mind that touches it either. This was approved by a judge. And just so you know how prejudiced this proceeding is at the outset, the six-week accumulation of sales is being referred to as Baby Roe in the court filings. No word yet on who will be acting as the embryo's puppeteer for the proceedings, but something tells me you and I will find a reason to talk about this a bit more before it's all over. And with that promise, I'll hand things back over to Noah, Heath, and Eli.
1: Thank you, Lucinda. And in god-awful boobies news tonight, (laughs) if you follow Christian cinema as closely as I do, you're Noah. Or Heath. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but if you follow it about one one thousandth as much as we do, you've already heard of the upcoming anti-abortion movie from the producer of God's Not Dead, Unplanned. Ooh, ooh. The, yes. The not even a little bit true story of real life activist and certified crazy woman, Abby Johnson. OK, I mean, that sounds at least half true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that story. Yeah. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with Abby Johnson's gripping tale, she's a conservative Christian who started working for Planned Parenthood as a teenager, unaware that they performed abortion. But then she was asked to assist in a 13 week abortion during which she realized it was a baby when she saw it fight for its life and was then God. fired for not pushing more abortions to make Planned Parenthood more money. I thought it was an alien. I thought it was one of those xenomorphs. I don't know. It's shaking. But
2: seriously, like they were pushing her to make them more money. Yes, that's what she says. Yeah. Planned Parenthood is one of those nonprofits. They have a sales team with abortion quotas to (laughs) inflate their nonprofit stock price. What the fuck are you talking about? Abby, now
3: you've been working here for months. You haven't had a single unplanned pregnancy. Take occasional dicks for the team,
1: would you? (laughs) Yeah. So that is is literally what she claims in her book, except nothing about it is (laughs) true. So, So there wasn't an abortion scheduled for the day. She says she assisted. The doctor who performed abortions where she worked was like she would never be asked to help with this kind of procedure and and she quit Planned Parenthood because they caught her stealing confidential patient records and giving them to Christian anti-abortion Whoa. activists. So she's not a reformed abortionist. She's a shitty fucking spy who got caught. <laughs> and now the worst movie makers on the planet are going to repeat this lie on the big screen.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's Dinesh D'Souza's thing. Damn it. He called that exactly. with the shitty fucking <laughs> spy who got caught in everything.
1: But. It's not all bad news. See, the fucking idiots who made this movie obviously let Carly Fiorina do their special effects because this week, Unplanned received an (laughs) R rating. (laughs) And you know what that means. No, God's not dead money for you, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
2: Apparently, uh, Abby Johnson was like, yeah, they made me do like... Sign spinner tricks outside the clinic. It was fucked up. Except with a bloody fetus <laughs> instead of a sign. unbelievable. <laughs> so, apparently the movie's just like Tarantino with fetuses. And now they're mad about getting an R rating. This oh. is your,
3: your fault. I love that little embryo squares off with the orderly. Pulls out a little Atari Hanzo scalpel. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, shit. to be fair... To be fair, a little movie called Passion of the Christ also received an R rating and ended up doing just fine. However, for those of us who are going to watch and review it, and you know we are going to watch and review this piece of shit, we'll at least know to bring a poncho. (laughs) It's going to be like a Gallagher show. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And finally tonight,
2: we may have finally seen the second coming of Jesus And it turns out he's a black guy from South Africa. (laughs) Well, it's either that or Pastor Alf Lukau of Alleluia Ministries is a liar and did (laughs) not, in fact, resurrect a person from the dead using the powers of his magical golden microphone. (laughs) One of those two scenarios happened. One way or another, lots of Christian people are unhappy,
1: and that makes me happy today today is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> South Africa, Christianity, like you mean it. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> I mean, I know I'm an atheist, but I'm actually kind of rooting for this guy to be the second coming. That's the way funnier outcome for from America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would
2: be the best. So if anyone's curious about this, there's actually a video of the whole event and it's pretty fucking great. Before the resurrection even starts, we get this amazing little uh, pre-game show, I guess. <laughs> and that includes a quick interview with some relatives of the allegedly dead guy who are all clearly in on the scam and who are all brutally
1: bad at acting. Jeez. You guys seem interview. awfully grinny describing your dead son. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> got a really positive outlook on today's miracle. Well, I know we, we can do it. confidence. But, uh... The best part happens right after
2: the weird little interview section. That's when everyone notices that the corpse in the open casket is very visibly breathing. Yes. So the pastor notices too. And he yells, wake up. I mean, continue waking up. (laughs) (laughs) And That's when the guy sits up straight, like he's playing God awful bingo. And then they parade him around this church while the pastor's team of
1: hype men that he has yell Jesus-based trash talk into their microphones for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a toddler playing hide and seeing. Just the, oh, where could my dead friend be? Dead friend? Nope, no dead friend under here. He's just like, behold, the sh- sh- snore of rebirth.
2: Dave, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Sh- so, uh, obviously, you hate to see people getting scammed like this. Speak but, for yourself. Um, <laughs> but there is some good news. Several of the funeral services that these people used to get a casket and transportation for their fake dead guy ended up hearing about the so-called resurrection, and now they're taking legal action against the pastor for being a giant liar. One of those companies is called <laughs> Kings and Queens Real funeral services, what? which is already fucking fantastic. I, I would give anything to hear the story of how the word real gets included there. I
1: think you just did, Noah. I think you just did. <laughs>
2: and and uh, kings and queens, real, authentic, real, real funeral <laughs> services put a post on Facebook Explaining how you definitely have to be a dead person for them to provide you with any funeral stuff. (laughs) Says
3: it in the name.
2: And they ended that post by saying, quote, to all our beloved clients and prospective clients, which was a weird choice of phrasing. (laughs) Thank you for the continued support during this confusing time. We continue to strive for excellence, offering a service that gives you honor, dignity and comfort. End quote. Not adding, prospective clients need to die first. You really <laughs> thought that was already super clear, but apparently not. Lawyer said we got to write that here. There yeah. you go. Must In fact, be dead.
1: If, if you plan on dying this year, please call ahead. We are just packed. <laughs> and we could <can> really use. <laughs> and uh, just
2: for the record, the church is already backpedaling on this. According to a local news site, Alleluia Ministries is now claiming that the resurrection didn't actually happen in that moment, which is true. But, <laughs> but then they kept talking. Whoops. And claimed that they were completing a miracle that God already started. And according to Pastor Lucau, the guy in the casket was already alive.
1: Yes. Yes, he literally <laughs>
2: used the words already alive. <laughs> One of the dumber phrases in existence yeah, that I'm aware of. so. And also a central tenet of Christianity as yes. it turns out. And on that
3: note, I guess we can close out the headlines for the night. Heath, Eli, thanks as always. Manji. And when we come back, we'll be already alive too. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the part of the show that comes next listener feedback. This is the part of the show that happens when this sentence ends.
2: We've just got one email we're responding to today from Listener TV. And here it is Guys, I love the show and love the stuff on Pell, but your attack on capitalized naturopaths is bullshit. Sorry, absolute bullshit. Oh, really? Yep, really. This quote, Allopathic medicine is the only true medicine is bullshit. Naturopathy involves the study of plants. It is not homeopathy. There are numerous peer-reviewed scientific studies on the effect of plants, such as St. John's wort for depression and anxiety, Arnica for severe bruising. Severe bruising. Doesn't work on mild bruises. No. (laughs) And comfrey or bone knit for bone breakages a plant used by native americans for thousands of years oh ever used valium yes i have not (laughs) okay one of us has perhaps well it is synthesized from valerian
3: wait but if i haven't used it
2: is it still synthesized from
3: valerian (laughs) hold on hold on a second
2: all right well for one of us it's synthesized from valerian continuing Naturopathy is complementary medicine. Uh. It's the other part. Okay. (laughs) Here in Australia, on average, 22,000 people die per year due to side effects and incorrect prescribing of prescription medicine. Uh. Here in Australia, yep, we were already here in Australia. Uh, Here in (laughs) Australia... A doctor does two-week study on nutrition in their seven-year course, exclamation. <laughs> two fucking weeks when it's clear that the leading cause of death in the U.S., U.K., and, oh my God, use a goddamn Oxford comma. U.S., U.K., and Australia is heart disease directly related to diet. Is, is it just me or do you death. smell
3: more and more like patchouli as you read through this thing?
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continuing one more time. Look, I love all your shows. Have listened How? for ages. What? Yeah, well, but I get really perturbed by your espousing of anything that isn't Western medicine as bullshit. Why? You are skeptical and you like truth. I do. As do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't tar all natural medicine practices as bullshit. Oh, yes, we can we're gonna thing. we're gonna any minute get ready get ready <laughs> but the end of that sentence was we can't tar all natural medicine practices as bullshit the same way we can't worship western medicine as the only god
1: cheers tv that makes oh a very confusing oh final dear. sentence okay so if you've been no Ring-ing-ing-ing. Noah, you ready <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah. so if you've been listening as long as you say you have i fear that you're doing it wrong bro So, okay, let's be super clear. Anything that isn't Western medicine is bullshit. And maybe you should have done any amount of research from any objective source before sending this email. That way you could have learned that you were wrong in the privacy of your own home all alone instead of in front of all of these other listeners.
1: Yeah, I got to admit, I am super duper skeptical that TV has been listening for long. Like I... I'm pretty proudly the dumbest person on this podcast, and even I Googled a bunch of this shit into nopedom pretty easily, yeah.
3: TV. <laughs> okay, so let me read you the opening sentences of the Wikipedia article uh, with a quick nod to Susan Gerbic and her army of skeptical wikiers. I, I, I have approved this definition. Quote, Susie Gerbs! Naturopathy is a form of alternative medicine that employs an array of pseudoscientific practices branded as natural, non-invasive, and as promoting self-healing. The ideology and methods of naturopathy are based on vitalism and folk medicine rather than evidence-based medicine, end quote.
1: Right, and look, even if you don't trust the, the cocks over at wikipedia.com, that rag, <laughs> here's, the, here's what they say according to naturopathic.org, quote, <laughs> naturopathic practice includes the following diagnostic and therapeutic modalities clinical and laboratory diagnostic testing nutritional okay. medicine okay botanical medicine okay naturopathic mm-hmm. physical medicine including what? naturopathic manipulative therapy oh it does include it does include the yeah it does therapy. in case okay. you're okay. wondering yeah, right right public health measures
3: yeah sanitation
1: hygiene <laughs> counseling mm-hmm. this is the terrifying one sewers <laughs> minor surgery <gasps> <laughs> Wait, there's Uh, more. Get ready, because I'm going to pull a pin out. Homeopathy. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to pull another pin out, because it doesn't matter where you put them. Acupuncture. (laughs) (laughs) Prescription medication. Nope, not unless you're also an MD. Intravenous and injection therapy. Terrifying. And naturopathic obstetrics. Uh, natural childbirth. That's where you birth quote. a
2: child with a tree. Yeah, that is a, a
1: painful childbirth. So, uh, yeah, TV, little little point here. It is homeopathy according to naturopathic.org. <laughs> yep.
2: By the way, I also read a definition that described naturopathy as healing using natural forces. Like, like using the elements of like fire, yeah, wind, earth, yeah, and no, air. It, yeah, it's medicine plus.
3: Right? Yeah. <laughs> right okay so quick hint for you tv if you're using the word allopathic you're full of shit okay that's <laughs> not that is a bullshit term it's not used anywhere outside of bullshit it's a bullshit term designed by con artists to distinguish real medicine from bullshit without <laughs> having to use the terms real and bullshit
2: it's a
1: reverse euphemism for real it yep. means real yes yeah, in fact at TV, you know who coined the term, who literally came up with that term? The guy who invented homeopathy, yes! TV. <laughs> really? The yep. guy. Yep. <laughs> Real doctors, by the way, they're fully
2: aware that plants are one of the many physical objects on Earth that
1: might contain <laughs> healthy stuff or might be useful in medicine. Yeah. They and, get that. And more importantly, I really don't want to go into the details of like this cures this and this cures that and and what those studies break down to and the problems with them. The unspoken problem of did you know that blank is as effective as real medicine in these peer reviewed trials is that one, that's not true because of a variety of factors. (laughs) But two, it's used as an excuse to prevent people from taking medicine. Right. Look, when I was in high school and in super serious danger because of my mental illness. Do you know what a naturopath prescribed me? B12 and St. John's wort. And it didn't work. How'd that go? Didn't, it didn't, didn't go work. Well? Yeah. Okay. Right. It was bad. Well, and also, like I said, because this is just alphabetical
3: bullshit, this, this whole email. Look, as to your scare tactics about misprescribed drugs, what the hell point do you think you're making? Right. Like people die from misprescribed drugs. You know what? Nobody ever died from me sticking a popsicle stick up their dick hole. Therefore, me sticking a popsicle stick up your dick hole is healthier than taking medicine. You see how that's really fucking stupid. That's the same argument you just made. (laughs) Obstacle sticks come from plants. Well, that's true. 100% natural. Also, as to the nutrition thing, guess how many weeks of state mandated courses on nutrition naturopaths take? Did you guess more or less? Maybe see a dietician if you want an expert in fucking nutrition. One way or the other, doctor's relative lack of nutritional education
1: does not make naturopathy more or less bullshit. Right. And, and we should point out, like, that's a pretty common heuristic that you hear thrown out by pseudoscience promoters. Like, they only get blank amount of training yeah. for this. And what it ignores is that doctors get very little specific training in everything that isn't their specialty. Like, they, yeah, they get incredibly limited training in podiatry. But you know who doesn't? Podiatrists. They <laughs> get a ton of fucking podiatry. Yeah. Also, I feel like doctors
2: should be spending way more time on non-diet stuff than diet stuff (laughs) like i feel like you know the endocrine system is way more complex than eat vegetables well right that's the other thing (laughs) does it really take more than
3: two weeks to people to tell people you know eat vegetables sometimes and shit and what's more tv and this is important it's wrong in a way that kills people hmm Right. Like like living unhealthy people could hear your bullshit justification is something you clearly didn't bother to know anything about at all. And it could cause them to choose fairy dust over real medicine and become dead people.
1: Right. Side note. One of those people could be you. Right. You could be one yes. of the people who dies. Yeah, exactly. So please
3: stop killing people with ignorance TV. It's kind of our whole thing to get people to not do
1: that. And then you wrote yeah. and said that we should let people right. do that more. And, we and don't- look. If you're (laughs) skeptical, I get it. Stick around; I promise you won't have to wait long before we once again report on a dead kid whose parents tried to cure them with non-allopathic maple syrup. I don't know. Yeah, (sighs) wasn't he a naturopath? Yep. Yeah. He sure was
2: murder. And
4: that's (laughs) all the feedback you
2: get. (laughs) you want more, keep sending us those emails, tweets, and Facebook messages. And we'll probably not embarrass you for 10 minutes. (laughs) You'll find all the contact info on the contact page at scathingatheist.com.
1: St. John's World.
3: Before we raise the drawbridge tonight, I want to remind everybody that the American Atheist Conference is coming up on Easter weekend in Cincinnati, Swing State. That's April 19th to the 21st. It's chock full of good speakers. Also, us. We're going to be doing a live God awful movies there on Friday night. We'd love to see you there. Check the show notes for more information. Anyway, that's all the blasphemy we've got for you tonight. We'll be back in ten thousand twenty new minutes with more. If you can't wait that long, be on a lookout for a brand new episode of our sister show, The Skeptic debuting at seven a.m. Eastern time on Monday. An even newer episode of our sister show's Hot Friend God awful movies, debuting at seven a.m. Eastern on Tuesday. And an even newer episode of our half sister show, Citation Needed, debuting at noon Eastern on Wednesday. Obviously, this episode would be embarrassed to show up at work tomorrow. If I neglected to thank Keith and Wright for holding down the fort while I was gone, I need to thank Eli Bosnick for not burning down anything that wasn't insured. I need to thank the lovely talented Lucinda Lucians for putting up with me for seven pretty much uninterrupted days. I want to thank Andrew Torres for stepping in and helping cover some of my slack. I also want to thank everybody that came out to see us in Denver. I also want to thank Michael from Denver for providing this week's Farnsworth quote and for his ringing endorsement of coming to the live shows. I totally agree with him. By the way, you should come. But most of all, of course, I need to thank this week's most marvelous mammals. And I got two weeks worth to get through. So deep breath here. Tony, Tom, Tanner, Ian, Dino, Andy, Paul, Steven, Chris, Shane, Octane, Zig, Smash, Ryan, other Ryan, Mark, other Chris, other Stephen, Patrick, Cassie, Els, Patron, Nathan, Derek, the Oxford Commas, Useless, Michaelina, Andrew, Vermin, King, Luna, Kunal, Giant, Clam, Dustin, Justin, Jake, James, John, Josh, Jack, Jacob, Genevieve, Jennifer, Joshua, Jonathan, and Jacqueline. Whose genitals are so overwhelming even a compliment for them wouldn't fit into this show without a bit more lube. Together, these 47 people, hydrocarbons, mollusks, rodent, monarchs, and incorrect punctuation assessments tossed up some spackle on the wall of separation this week by giving us money. Not everybody has the suppleness it takes to give us money, but if you think you're up to the challenge, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash whereby you'll earn early access to an extended ad-free version of every episode, or you can make a one-time donation by clicking on the donate button on the right side of the homepage at scathingatheist.com. And if you'd like to help, but you're worried that if you give us money, we'll just keep coming back, you can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes, liking our Facebook page, following us at P-I-A-T-Pod on Twitter, and telling a friend about the show. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson, handles our social media, and our audio engineer, is Morgan Clark, who also wrote all the music that was used in this episode, which was used with permission. If you have questions, comments, or death threats, you'll find all the contact info on the contact page at skatingadious.com.
2: I love that the only ones still flying are America.
3: Yeah, no, right, right. Well, he talked to Dave Boeing and everything's just fine.
2: (laughs) Dave Crash. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.